welcome to the first episode in Scarapotes, the first podcast that is talking about the history of Morocco. Today, I have a book that is Morocco from Import Independence by C.R. Pennell. I'm going to share with you the preface, Moroccan Origins, those two parts of the book. So let's get started. He said, Morocco has a long history, unlike many countries in modern Africa. Its political identity predates colonial rule and the 19th century state system by several centuries, and its social and cultural history go back further still. Morocco is not a new state, even though modern visitors to Morocco might be impressed by the shining modern buildings in its cities, its banks, and internet cafes. They will also be struck by the great historic buildings, fortifications, palaces, and mosques. They may also notice the poverty of many of its inhabitants beside the wealth of the growing middle class. If they have an ear for it, they may also hear the number of languages that Moroccans use, French and English, Arabic and Berber. After finishing the first part of the preface, now I am going to talk about the Moroccan origins as in the book. He said, The first people who lived in Morocco have no name that is known to us. Throughout history, it has usually been outsiders who have given names to this country and its people. Morocco in its various European forms is derived from the city of Marrakesh, which was built in the early 11th century. The oldest surviving mention of it comes in an Italian document dated 1130. Marrakesh is still used occasionally today in informal Arabic for the country as a whole. And Fez, or Fez, the other great city, is the name modern Turks give to the state. In Arabic, the modern official language and that of most of its inhabitants. The country is called Maghrib. This is a confusion term since it is also used to describe the whole group of countries in North, Western Africa, Morocco, Mauritania, Algeria, Tunisia, and sometimes Libya. It means the land of the setting sun, the furthest westward point of the great Islamic empire founded by the Prophet Muhammad in the middle of the 7th century. Moors, a rather outdated wood now, and one with a distinct pejorative thing, was popular in European languages in the late medieval and early modern periods. To 18th century writers, the Moors were the urban inhabitants of all North, Western Africa, and sometimes all Muslims. They were the traditional enemies of Christian Europe and, like Shakespeare's Othello, most Moors were believed to be black. He said again, Finally, Many inhabitants of Morocco are called Berbers. The term is largely a linguistic one, describing people who speak one of several dialects, spread over the whole of northern Africa. Notably, Morocco, 40% of the modern population, and Algeria, 
with smaller groups in Tunisia, Libya and Western Egypt. The Tuareg nomads of the Sahara also speak a Berber dialect, the one that is least contaminated by Arabic. The name itself is not, of course, a Berber word. It is a Greco-Roman expression, referring to all those who did not speak Greek or Latin. They were Berberi or Berberians, applied to the people of Northern Africa. It was popularized by the great 14th century historian Ibn Khaldun. He used it as the title of his history of the Berbers and again in his great introduction to history, the Muqaddimah, which was one of the first attempts to explain the rise and fall of dynasties in theoretical terms. The Berbers called themselves Imazirin or something similar, depending on the dialect. It means nobleman or free man, in the sense that they were free of external control, unlike the inhabitants of the towns, who belonged to no tribe. Those who could find no protection from kin were at the mercy of the powerful and will truly survive. I hope that you learned something in these two parts as an intro of this first episode. And I want to thank especially Encore for helping me to realize this podcast. So see you next week with another book and another history.